Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Bucs will use the franchise tag on linebacker Shaquille Barrett, and that means Jameis Winston will enter the legal tampering or negotiating window at noon today. Could this be the end of his five-year career in Tampa Bay? The Bucs will pursue Tom Brady, and one NFL analyst says it's between Tampa Bay and New England, as Ryan Tannehill signs with the Titans. And the NBA is saying they may not return until June for the playoffs, and it could be without fans. Baseball may follow that calendar as well. We've got all that and more on this edition of Sports Day TB, which, of course, stands for Tom Brady. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. So, Steve, amid all the uh, coronavirus, of course, leagues shutting down, NCAA tournament, golf tournaments, you name it, families, maybe whole cities under quarantine for what the CDC could, could says could be for the next eight weeks, you can't stop the NFL. They're going to soldier on, man. Nope, the economy's oh. crashing, the Dow's crashing, but we're signing players. <laughs> yeah, we are. To multi-million dollars co- uh, contracts and and this is such this is so much of the NFL, right? They're the only game in town, baby. You want to watch sport, you want to hear about sports, you want to think about sports, you got to think about us cuz we're on every station cuz the sports programs like ESPN and, and NFL Network and NBC and CBS all they got to do is follow us <laughs> cuz we're we're open for business. Hey, and, by the way, we're the ones thanking them too. We got a podcast oh, yes. to do every day. Oh, I'm not. I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it. I was. I was fearful that they were going to like because we had told everybody that this whole sham, right, of of them saying, "Oh, we're not moving. No, 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 we're not going to move. We're not going to move the franchise deadline from Monday. We're not going to move the start of free agency of the new league year on Wednesday. We are. We are resolute. We are keeping it right there. And it was all I thought a sham. I still do in some ways. Um, because they wanted to absolutely force that vote for the new CBA by midnight on Saturday. And if they had said, you know what, with all that's going on, we're going we're gonna to move free agency or start the new league year back to April or closer to the draft or what have you, then the union would have said, fine, we're not, we're not going to amend it. We, you know, the voting deadline is now you know, four weeks later. So the league um, held that over their heads. They got the vote. The vote passed. We'll talk about the CBA here maybe in just a while, but it was a narrow margin, maybe like 60 votes total. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did pass. And, and to me, not a surprise under the you know, climate that we all live in with um, you know, the economy being what it's going to be and what it is right now and people struggling to, uh, to have jobs. Of course, we've seen other leagues fold completely, um, fold up their seasons, whether you're talking about the XFL or, or some others. So I think you know, there was probably some sobering moments when uh, when the players voted on this. But not only that, they did uh, kind of leave us hanging in suspense on Sunday till about 6 o'clock or so uh, when they informed the leagues that, in fact, yes, they even though they had talked with the union about maybe moving those dates, they decided, no, you know what, we're going to keep it right, right the way it is. And well, so that means The reporting today, I saw was that the players' union was the one who didn't want to move it back. They I, wanted see, to sign re- contracts. They wanted to get their their players wanted to be signed now. They didn't want to push it back. 
And see, I read, I read sort of the opposite. I mean, I guess that could be true. I kind of read the other, the other side of it. What, what I heard from, from the NFL side of things was that, look, most of these contracts are already negotiated, right? That this is sort of, I mean, even though the legal tampering period begins Monday at noon, we know that teams have talked to agents. Um, you, don't, you don't need to get, you know, big-name guys on an airplane um, to sign them. Mm-hmm. As as far as the physicals and things like that, that can take place at another time. Um, but predominantly, it's the second tier players that you you bring in and you talk to them, and then then you decide whether to reach a contract agreement early on. Um, and you know, and this is not a small thing. I mean, I really do mean this. They're the only game in town. Look, there's no sports really even to talk about now, and won't be for the foreseeable future. And the NFL realizes that they've got captive audiences. People can't really go anywhere, have to stay in their homes or whatnot. And they're going to be on every sports network because whether you're talking about NBC and, and Pro Football Talk or, or NFL Network or ESPN, this, this is what's going to be talked about is, is this free agent signing period. And look at all these quarterbacks mm-hmm. and, and all the movement that we're likely to have in the next three days. We knew it was going to be an off season, probably like no other. Um, and they've, they've decided... That that's what we're doing. Well, Adam Schefter is actually the one I saw tweet it. Said the NFL said the NFLPA would not provide consent to move the league year. And the NFLPA says no one is traveling anyway. It's not football activity. It's deals. Everyone is working mm-hmm. remotely. Let's do our business remotely. This could get worse before it gets better. So do it now. Well, according to my sources, I absolutely believe what Adam said. I'm not disputing it because he's always right. And so that's you know that's that. So and, and and look, all those things are true, right? And and there is a threat that w- what if this did get worse, right? We don't know what the bottom is on this virus thing yet. We don't know, you know, how stressed out the medical system is going to be, or or how many people are going to get ill and that sort of thing. So, um, to some degree, there's there's wisdom in that. All I know is that it's business as usual, baby. I spent the whole weekend. Um, you know, trying to uh, write about and determine what was going on. Um, and and I did that. And if you pick up your Tampa Bay Times or you read TampaBay.com, it's sort of what, like we've talked about here on this podcast for a number of weeks, right? I mean, I, I think that it was inevitable, unless they reached a long-term deal, that the, the franchise tag was going to go to Shaq Barrett, mm-hmm. 19 and a half sacks, 27 years old. Bruce Arians said as much. I mean, it, you know, a lot of people think that, well, it's posturing and, and this is all, you know, for negotiation purposes. And not really. I mean, Bruce Arians said at the end of the year that Shaq wasn't, ain't, go, ain't going nowhere. Uh, and, you know, contrast that with what he called Winston at the NFL Combine, an unknown quantity after five seasons. Well, who do you think they're franchising? And so... Mm-hmm. When the, when the new CBA passed, it meant that they didn't have two potential tags. They didn't have both the franchise player tag and the transition player tag. They had just one. And so that almost guaranteed it was going to Shaq. And, in fact, it's going to go to Shaq today um, unless there's some deal that, that comes together at the last minute, which no one anticipates, including the Bucks. Um, and, that, and, and so, I mean, what are we witnessing here? Like, can you believe that? Jameis Winston drafted number one overall, Heisman Trophy winner, all the hopes, right, all the blood, sweat, and tears, um, you know, the 17,000 passing yards or whatever it is. He holds almost every passing record in the in, in Bucks history uh, after five seasons that this could be it. 
he could have thrown that 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 pass that was returned for an interception, the walk off by Atlanta in overtime in the final game, may well have been his last his last throw as a Buccaneer. So his first and last throws, as it turns out, were pick six in his career. And in between was a whole lot of good and a whole lot of bad. And um, but I still I still believe this, and we'll get into what the Bucks' plan is. I don't think it's out of the question that Jameis is the quarterback here next year. I don't. Um, a lot's going to depend on what his market is, real or perceived. And then, and then the biggest thing is, you know, because I, I am convinced that Bruce Arians wants to at least see if he can move on to another quarterback. Um, it's going to depend on what those other quarterbacks want to do. You know, we know Tom Brady now is going to make it to free agency. Mm-hmm. He ha- he's not going to sign a deal before tomorrow, right? So he's going to be able to, you're going to be able to officially, not that they haven't talked to Donald Yee anyway, but you're going to officially be able to talk to his agent and you'll be able to say, um, okay, are you are you serious about leaving New England? What's it going to take? What are you looking for? Um, you can go through all those all those scenarios and see if you can even find a way to um, you know to really talk to him about it. Uh, and then you know quickly from then on, once you learn what Brady wants to do, if it's not go to your team or to go to Tampa Bay in this case, you've got to move quick. I mean, these quarterbacks aren't going to be out there, and, and the Bucks' plan, as we have said before and I've written about is okay uh, as far as the free agents go they're going to move from Brady to Teddy Bridgewater and then they're going to move from Bridgewater to Phillip Rivers and somewhere yes during that mix Jameis is going to go out and talk to other teams and if he can't find a starting job or starters money um, there's still a possibility that these these two cross lovers will come together again. I mean, well, we know it, there's it, one last team looking for a quarterback, and there's one last quarterback true. out there. Ryan Tannehill agrees to a four year deal for 118 million with Tennessee, so mm-hmm. he's going back there, which means Brady's not going to Mike Vrabel. No, but it means and the I Titans are not looking the, for a quarterback, and it means yeah. Tannehill's not looking for a job. So in this game of right. musical chairs, there's one less out there. There is, and and that was the big one, I think, because I think most people would say, okay, if he leaves New England, and this may actually help New England in retaining him, but that if he left New England, that Tennessee was tailor-made for Brady because of Brable, because of the fact that that program is run as closely to maybe the way Belichick would do it, and they were in the AFC Championship game a year ago, and they're in a division that's absolutely easier to win than the AFC West, with with whether you're talking about Oakland um, or, you know, uh, or the Chargers, and having to go through Kansas City. So the, all those things lined up, and, and the handicap was always, okay, New England, then Tennessee, and then, and then maybe Tampa Bay. Well, if you remove Tennessee from the equation, right, then you still got the Chargers. I don't think Oakland, I really I get this feeling now, although John Gruden is totally unpredictable, folks, but um, and I know he, he loves Brady, uh, who broke his heart? Of well, course, he loves any quarterback that's not uh, his yeah. own. Yeah, but the goat. I mean, especially yes. he, he, he seen the back of his football card, man. Are you kidding me, Tom freaking Brady? But he'd have to boot Derek Carr, and and maybe that they do that. They may also, quite frankly, be in it for a rookie quarterback. You know, they may be in it for drafting a guy, um, or maybe you know trading for another quarterback or getting a guy you know, that uh, gets cut from his team when they draft a young player. You just don't know. You don't know. He is – Las Vegas is the wild card. John Gruden is always going to be the wild card. But you don't hear much. doesn't mean he's not interested. Um, but the, the the prevailing thought out there, and I was reading Tom Curran from NBC Sports in Boston, the prevailing thought is that, that Brady's market is not as big 
as everyone Well, it sounds like San Francisco it. is not interested, although it sounds, it, it sounds like it was more from Brady wanting to go there. That's what they're saying, yes. They're saying San Francisco's interested. Yeah, he drove those rumors and that, that the 49ers are absolutely going to hang on to Jimmy Garoppolo, um, and why not? I mean, you know, Garoppolo was dealt there for a second-round pick. He was Brady's understudy. He took him to a you know a Super Bowl and was you know had a ten point lead uh, until the fourth quarter and then the defense didn't play well. He didn't play well. Three of eleven. We know what happened. Kansas City came back and won that Super Bowl, but they're not willing to give up just yet uh, on Jimmy Garoppolo. And and one of the guys, there's a couple things we'll talk about, but one of the guys that I thought was interesting um, that said uh, on Pro Football Talk. Uh, in speaking about this situation, is Chris Sims. Of course, Chris Sims played, you know, quarterback here, um, went to Texas. Remember this about Chris Sims. He's a very, very close friend of um, Kyle Shanahan. In fact, they are they have tattoos on their ankles with their initials on them, each other's. <laughs> so I'm not making this up. There's like three guys that were Longhorn players, and they all – uh, one night said, well, I don't have a tattoo. Well, you don't have a tattoo. And they all went and got, got tattoos on their ankles of their of each other's initials. That said, okay, 49ers, Brady was driving the 49ers rumor, right? Probably there was some discussion with Donald Yee at some level, I'm just guessing, or intermarry. I mean, Brady's from the Bay Area. So how would Chris Sims know that the markets are drying up? Well, Tennessee, that became obvious because it was announced. But San Francisco, you know, Sim says fairly quickly, they're not, they're in it for Garoppolo. They are not in it for Brady. That, that, that is not happening. Well, you know, in all those conversations, you know, this is possible that Shanahan, and I don't know this, but it's possible Shanahan got a pretty good, you know, rating of where the field is. And, you know, either through deduction or elimination or what have you, Sims has said, it's a two-horse race. It's the New England Patriots or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, he didn't mention the Chargers. Jim Trotter of uh, NFL Network has. He thinks that there's still a very viable option out there in L.A. Um, but, you know, I mean, look, we've said they're going to go hard. I mean, I know this ownership group. I know how many empty seats they have over there. I know how they want to be relevant again. And you know what? They have some things to offer a quarterback. What they don't have is success, you know, and they're the anti-Patriots in terms of, you know, 12 years, no playoffs versus 11 straight years in the playoffs. And I, and I think I heard this tonight too, as we tape this podcast that, you know, if, if, if he goes in there, if Brady goes in, I know they've had one conversation but Brady goes to Belichick and says, Hey, I can get, I'm going to start sounding like Peter King. I lapse into it on Hey, if Brady goes into Belichick and says, I can get a lot more money in Tampa, and they have really good weapons down there, and I think I'd like to live where it's not cold, where Giselle can hop on a plane to Miami. I mean, if he does that, Belichick's going to go, I think think you need to go on to Tampa Bay. You know, he's just going to. We're on to Jared Stidham. Yeah, we're on on to Jared Stidham, yeah. I don't. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna flinch. I think he'd say. I think he'd be. Listen, Belichick would be delighted that he go to this organization that has won nothing forever, right? As opposed to some place where it might actually work in Belichick's mind. I mean, you think he's afraid of what success he would have in Tampa? I don't. And so, 
I think it would be, okay, see you later. Good luck. Nice having you for 20 years. You know, and and like Reed and Curran, I mean, there's still people that believe that Brady really does want out, you know, that he fought to get this, um, you know, this contract where uh, if they weren't going to extend it, you know, beyond last year, he mm-hmm. he didn't want to be franchised. They allowed that to happen in his deal, um, you know, and he's got one bite of the apple. He can leave New England. Now, personally, just because <laughs> going back to the hashtag, we can't have nice things. I I can't imagine him if if that is the case if it is it is, if it is just the New England or or Tampa Bay I think he stays I think he stays because I think New England steps up a little bit he's already going to count no matter what they do come Wednesday at four p.m. when the new league year starts Tom Brady counts thirteen million of dead money against the Patriots whether he plays or not okay so the thirteen million of his whatever twenty seven million dollar salary or whatever he's going to make. Um, is already on your books. So they, the problem is they've only got like 19 or 20 million of salary cap space now, and that's after the new CBA. So they're hurting, you know. They're hurting, and to, add, to try to add players in that scenario, if Tom takes more money than he made, say, last year, uh, and according to Tom Curran, they're, they're, at, they're actually asking him to take even less, he may say, you know what? Screw it. I got two more. I got two more years to make money, as Peter King, I think, I think would say, and I'm going to go to Tampa and I'm going to be the highest paid quarterback because I deserve it. And he might just do that, um, or he might not. <laughs> but the great thing is, we don't have to speculate. I mean, the problem was going to be, as you know, Steve, this could go on forever. And aren't we glad we got the NFL to talk about right now? Yeah. Well, it's you know, I know you always say we can't have nice things, but. Yeah. Tampa still offers a lot for Brady. I mean, look, the grass is always greener on the other side. And lots of players, decide, you know, Bill Belichick's probably decided Brady's done. Or, the money's greener here, I can tell you well, that. Well, sure, absolutely. But, I mean, you yeah. know, look at Belichick's past. Is He'd rather walk away from a player a year or two too early. Always has. Than a year or two too late. Always has. And mm-hmm. Brady has seen that time and time again. Now, what we speculate is that he wishes he had Garoppolo as the backup now as Brady's walking away. But that that's a different conversation and it, yeah. it sounds like his hand was forced on that by Robert Kraft. Sounds that way. Yeah. At least that's that's what reporting has said. But mm-hmm. you know, if you're looking at it, Tampa probably offers the best scenario for him. I mean the only well, the only other one I think is is Indianapolis. True. That's you know, true. Because you're in a weak enough division. Yeah. That running game, you know. I mean, one of the things about the Chargers, and, and he's got his production company. He's starting in Hollywood now, but that's yeah. But you're dealing with Mahomes in that division. Mm-hmm. That you know, and, and, and look, this year they can expand the playoffs to 14 teams. There's one right. buy in each league if they that's do that right. this year. Mm-hmm. You know, the schedule doesn't go to 17 games till next season. Correct. But the playoffs can can expand this year. They haven't said for sure it will, and it'll probably yeah. depend on the TV deals. But yeah. You know, if you're looking to win a division, what divisions are you going to go to? The NFC East doesn't really have a team looking. I mean, maybe the Redskins, but I don't know if you want to go there. And I don't think they're, you know, they're not, they don't seem to be interested in that regard. You're not going to Philly. You're not going to, the Giants have Daniel Jones, and you're not going to Dallas. I really believe we're going to franchise Dak tomorrow. Yeah, well, they got to make that decision before they can legally tamper with Tom Brady. That's That's true. Um, but uh, you know, Tampa offers a lot and including a coach that is well-respected for, for among just, quarterbacks. You, you've just hit on it. I, and I've said this before. I, I really, 
I really believe. I don't know why we Peter King all of a sudden. Uh, I really do believe that Bruce Arians is the biggest reason, maybe the only reason. Yeah, if it's Dirk Cutter reason. here, that's not happening. Right, Dirk Cutter, Lovey Smith. I, you know, Bruce Arians, Greg Schiano, is, Raheem Morris. Go back through the coaches. Yeah, I mean, you got to go back to Gruden, who he could go play for now in yeah. Las Vegas if Gruden wants him. But John is not a cup of tea. I got news for you. And we talked to any quarterback that played for him. He's he's not easy. Well, that, I'm not saying Belichick was easy, but like with John, and this is true about John. And I, it's not what I think is true about John. I don't think is true about BA. John Gruden has an offense, right, that is born of the West Coast verbiage uh, intensive, ver- volume like you can't believe, 12 syllable per play. Um, you know, it's not all spider two white banana. I mean, it's it's much longer than that. And he ain't changing, right? He needs he's calling the plays and he's calling them that way. And so this is the other thing that people have talked about, which almost sort of pushes them back towards New England, which is this whole offseason is messed up, okay? Even though they're gonna have, you know, the start of the league year on Wednesday still, and then, you know, today the franchise tags and the and the start of the tampering period. We don't know when these guys are going to be allowed in the facility. You Typically, may, yeah, you may go, not have many camps may be gone this year. There that, may be no totally. Off-season. You may just go straight to training camp yep. in June. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, you're talking about a guy having to not only change cities and 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 teams, but he's got to he's got to cram a new offense in about five weeks. Well, is that really going to give him any chance of having success with his new team? And if that's the case, and he wants to win, he's all about winning championships. Because God knows, even for Tom Brady, the clock is ticking, even though the guy hadn't aged in 20 years, which is another show. Um, I think that, you know, that probably bodes well for saying, eh, screw it, I'll stay here in New England because i got a better chance to win because I don't have to go down there and try to learn, you know, Mandarin Chinese in, in five weeks. But in Tampa Bay, Bruce Arians is the deal. I mean, Bruce Ar- if Bruce weren't here, and I don't know how many more other coaches I would would – really put here that would give them a better shot. You know, Vrabel, you think, in in Tennessee, who actually decided to go with Tannehill, or him and John Robinson did. But, you know, Bruce has the pedigree. Bruce has he's had Ben Roethlisberger and he won a Super Bowl when he was his coordinator. He's had, you know, Peyton Manning um, when he was a young young player. Clyde Christensen was in Indianapolis as a coordinator when Peyton Manning went to the Super Bowl. He's the quarterback's coach. Anything that, that Tom Brady asked those quarterbacks Carson Palmer, any of them, they're going to tell you B.A. is the greatest guy in the world to play for, and not because he's easy, um, but talk about, you know, different sides of the polar opposite, you know, with with Belichick and just sort of his, you know, lack of humor and, you know, know, he's kind of a robot, you know, I mean, like Mm -hmm. just hard taskmaster, you know. And then you got B.A., you know, I think that Mike Florio said this. You know, you might, you he might get on. You know, he might yell and scream at you, and, and you know his breath will be on you. But it'll have some. It'll have at least some. You know, you know, Canadian club on it or something like that. But the point is, he's a fun guy to play for. He's really good with quarterbacks, and BA is not going to shoehorn his system into Brady. Brady is going to take over that part of, of of the game, and they'll have to follow along. You know with what he wants to do and how he wants to call it and that sort of thing. I believe that. I don't believe that B.A. is going to say, this is my offense. This is the only way we're going to play my offense. You're going to throw it down the field. 
We have five guys in. You're going to take a beating. I don't think I don't think that's going to be their game plan. Um, well, the other thing about so, this too is is everyone says Brady's looking forward to free agency and seeing what's out there. They do. If you're looking forward to it, that means you're looking for a change. Mm-hmm. So yes. you're, you don't want to go to another coach like Belichick. No. Say John Gruden. True. You you want to go to if if you're looking for if you're looking for a change you're unhappy in New England or you want to see what else is out there it's not well, to go to this it's not to go to a Belichick different. clone yeah it's not to yeah, go to a Belichick right. clone Mike Vrabel and perhaps right. maybe he maybe he's you know they've told Tennessee we're we're not interested in that style they could have or, I mean, or, I mean, or Tennessee or Tennessee could have said look I you know your yeah. friends let's keep it that way yep it wouldn't work if he was your head coach and right. furthermore quite frankly for us. I know what John Robinson's thinking. John Robinson's sitting there going, wait, let's wait a minute here. And John spent more time in New England, by the way, than Jason Light did, right? Mm-hmm. But John was there in New England with Brady, and he's thinking, look, I, I know kind of what he has left, right? Mm-hmm. He's 43, Mike. He's not, you know, he's you're probably as old or younger than he is. And they were smart enough and resourceful enough to sign Ryan Tannehill, who you could have got for a dime on a dollar, to back up Marcus Mariota, who was in the same place Winston was when the season started, and they hit it out of the park. They were 2-4. and four. Mm-hmm. They put this guy in there. The team responded, and they went and were in the AFC Championship game. Are you telling me, after, after rolling those dice, that you're just going to let Ryan Tannehill walk out of here? I mean... You know, well, same for got, Garoppolo in San Francisco. Exactly. I mean, that's you know, sure. Win now. Do we have all the respect in the world for Brady? Sure. But but the question that every team has to ask themselves about a guy like Brady or anyone is: Is he the same player for us here? Mm-hmm. You know, next year, are we going to win the Super Bowl with him here next year? Is he the same guy we that's that we need from two years well, ago that won the Super? Bowl? Not just next year, but. Knowing but that beyond. only one team wins it yes. is where's it leave us long term. There you go. For Tampa, go. Bruce Arians is determined Jameis isn't the long term answer. Now it doesn't mean they won't re sign him. Right. But he but definitely he definitely believes he definitely career. believes there's some there's something better out there. Mm-hmm. Everything he said, everything you know he's done. Yes. He believes there's something better out there, whether it's Brady, Bridgewater, Rivers. Or maybe it is Jameis back. I mean, you know, and, but, and it'll but, all come to a head in the next two days as we they start yeah. talking to each other and figure out what the dollars are for everybody and, and, and where Brady might go. Plus, Bruce Arians' window is pretty small, too. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is for Brady, ditto for Arians, right? I mean, yeah, he signed a five-year deal or four years plus an option, but the guy's going to be 67, yeah. 68 years old, right? And, he, and, and if, if Winston walks out of here, that may have been what got him the job, the chance to mm-hmm. try to save Jameis. But if he walks out of here, guess what? Now it's all about winning. You know, you just wasted a year. You didn't win. You went seven and nine. He thinks he should have been ten and six or better. That still wouldn't have gotten you in the playoffs last year, as it turns out. But next year it will. You know, in twenty twenty it will with the expanded playoffs. And so they just want to be relevant. The owners are like, "Hey, you can get Brady. Cool. We got new uniforms. Let's do it." You know, TB twelve for TB and. And and furthermore, Bruce, I'm sure, believes he could get to the playoffs or beyond with Tom Brady because he believes in his defense. He believes in, in, in his coaching staff. He believes what they did the last six weeks was not a fluke. 
and you still have Evans and you still have Godwin and maybe you can't resign Perriman, but you can draft a receiver or you can certainly go out there in a free agency and get one that, that Brady wants. Um, you can add to the running back, the offensive line. And so I think that Bruce is convinced if we keep Jason Pierre-Paul and get Ndamukong Sue back and we get Barrett back, hey, we're golden. Those young guys on the back end really grew up. We're going to be a playoff team. And we're not going to have to score 35 points a game every week because we're not going to give up 40, you know. And that's a big thing when you talk about 112 points off, mm-hmm. off Jameis' turnovers. Well, let, let's be honest about this year for the Bucs. I mean, th- look, the Glazers want to win a Super Bowl, but the playoffs are, are really what the goal for this year is. They haven't been there in 12 years. Absolutely. I mean, you're, I mean, you're hoping to win. Don't get me wrong. It's not that they're settling for that. No, they want to win. They want to win this year, and they'd like to go to the Super Bowl. But after 12 seasons, they need to get back in the playoffs. They need there to sell season tickets. They need to sell put butts in seats. Yes. I mean, yes. you know, so it's, it, you know, does Tom Brady give you a better shot at the playoffs this year than Jameis Winston or any of the others? Most likely. They I mean, most so. people would think so. They think so. Yeah. I mean, he's been here five years. He hasn't gotten there. Now everybody will say, well, it's a team game. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the defense was horrific. Yes. And they couldn't run the ball. Sure. All those things are true, but it's still five years. And, you know, I used to have getting this argument all the time with people about, you know, his numbers and he throws for all these yards. And, and yes, Jameis is incredibly talented. And he, and he owns every record there is uh, in Tampa Bay at, at the quarterback position. But at some point, I don't care who the quarterback is. If you don't win enough games, they're going to replace you, right? At some point, they only, you know, you and the coach are the only two guys that are on the podium after the game. Why is that? You know, coach quarterback, that's it. That's who we talk to after every game on a podium. The rest of the people we get in their lockers. Um, it's that important. They keep records for those guys. They don't keep records for the left tackle or the Mike linebacker, right, or the defensive end. They keep sacks, but not records, not one-loss records. And so you could be as talented. I mean, look, Ryan Tannehill didn't win enough games in Miami. He went to Tennessee. It wasn't because he was a crappy quarterback. He actually has some. He did some nice things. Look at his touchdown to interceptions. I mean, you know, but he didn't win enough games, and they moved on, and he ended up in Tennessee, and now he's going to stay there. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think Bruce feels like he can win and win now. The Glazers have a lot of empty seats, and um, you know that's the way it's going to go. Now, we'll know pretty quickly, I think, if Brady is serious because. I think that's one of those calls, Steve, where you go, okay, Don Yee, we can now talk. We can talk on the record. It's one minute after 12 on Monday. I got to know, will he leave New England? You know, what, what, what will it take? And are we, in, are we able to sit down at this, at this table here, this $30 million table? And then Yee has to be honest with him. You know, if they don't have a shot, then he has to tell him, look, guys, I don't want to hold you up. I know you got, you know, other quarterbacks that are available. Um, I really think Tom, you know, has looked at Tampa. There's there's another place that he would consider, but it's not you guys. Oh, thanks for calling. And it could just be that quick. I don't think it will be because, frankly, I'm one that believes in conspiracies, and I don't think they get this far down the road. I don't think you're still hearing about Tampa now unless it was just for leverage against the Patriots or that that somebody has led somebody has led the Bucks to believe they have a shot. Somebody whether that's his agent, somebody around Brady, I don't know. 
but they're still in the game. And yes, you do need leverage. You need another team to get the best deal for New England. But New England's only going to do what they're going to do. It's not like, you know, A, they only have so much money, and B, you're talking about Belichick, who runs the whole show. You know, you're talking about one guy. And so if you can't convince him that you can get what you want, you know, then you're going to have to get it somewhere else. So I don't know. This thing is interesting. Um, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I don't know. Did you see the, uh, I wanted to, to move on and, and talk about this, uh, this film. People know, I, I'm not going to, I don't want to tout this guy, but people know the guy that, that uh, is a, kind of wrote this online book about Jameis. He's close to Jameis. He's a card collector. He's anonymous, so there's no need to really give his Twitter handle. But uh, I posted his video on TampaBay.com, and it was of Jameis working out. Now, this had to be some time ago because it looked like it was fairly soon based on the knee surgery rehab he was doing. Because I had that same surgery. You can see the three portals. They his arthroscopic uh, meniscus tear in his right knee. And they're, they're rehabbing him um, at James Andrews' place in Birmingham. Uh, and Jameis starts talking you know, while they're going through the electrostimulation or whatever. And over his right shoulder is a framed jersey of Drew Brees. And he's talking, he say, you know, the ironic thing about this is this year, year five for me going into year six, it's free agency. The same time, 14 years ago, now Jameis would have been 12. I don't know what he would have been there for, some injury probably. He says, I was here doing rehab with this guy pointing at, at Breeze's jersey who was in free agency. And he goes, so now it's ironic that we're working out with the same team of, you know, therapists, whatever. And this is where he rejuvenated his career at the same location. And I just think it's a blessing because I'm here at the same time he was rejuvenating his career doing ball exercises, and he got his first autograph when he was a saint. He goes, this is my sixth year, my free agency year, and I'm in the same place 14 years later. It's amazing. So without saying it, he's kind of saying it. Hey, Drew Brees, injured, devastating, you know, much worse injury than what Jameis has, shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as many that didn't think he'd that, ever play again. Never played. Not in the NFL. Right. Even Andrews, James Andrews said that it was a one in a hundred shot, he thought, based on with the damage to his shoulder. But six years into the league, signs with the Saints, rejuvenated, obviously, goes on, wins the Super Bowl. Now he's a Hall of Fame player, Um, you know, holds all the passing records in the NFL. And Jameis is making that parallel, saying, wow, isn't this something? I'm injured. I'm in the same rehab facility where Drew was 14 years ago, worked out for him, and this is my free agency year like it was his free agency year. There's some there's some messaging in that, don't you think? Absolutely. But, I mean, you know, the part of it is, is, hey, my team's given up on me. Exactly. And so exactly. I'm looking forward to the next challenge, and, and I'm going to mm-hmm. overcome it. Yep. The way the Chargers gave up on Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so I, I think there's a little bit of acceptance of the fate here. You know, 
with a quarterback, I mean, it's different. Like they've done this before with Doug Martin where they said, look, we, we want you back, Doug, but you're asking for $9 million and we think you're worth five. So, you know, go out in the free agency and, and figure out what your market value is. And if you can get what you get, God bless you. But if you don't, you know, we'll, we'll have a better understanding, both of us, what your market really is. And so he went out there, got an offer from the Raiders, ended up coming back for $6.5 million. That's hard to do with the quarterback, though, because there's too much emotion involved. There's too much, you know, that that coach, 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 quarterback thing is so, so precious that if you don't feel wanted or you're not their first choice, you're their third choice after you've given five years to these guys. I mean, here's here's no, we Winston. don't know if he wants to come back. We don't. We don't. Who's asked him? Right. I mean, we asked him at the end of the season. I mean, it wasn't like we didn't ask. Sure. We asked. Yeah. And he always says, oh, yeah, I definitely won't be back. But does he really have to? You know, we haven't asked since Arians has sort of whittled away at his, cred, at his you know, credibility. Um, every time we interview him, it gets a little bit worse. And so at this point, I'm, I'll know, I know this for a fact. The people around Jameis Winston that Jameis listens to, they'd like to see him go somewhere else. They think that this, this coach, this franchise is done with him anyway. And hey, go prove those SOBs wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's and he, and and he knows he he knows he's going to get that chance. Now the question is, is there one team that wants him as a starter, even for one year, even as a make it year, even as a uh, maybe a bridge to a younger guy like Tua Tunga Valoa or somebody like that? Is there a team out there, or does he have to go the Ryan Tannehill route? Is he still going to be there when we get to look when we get to Wednesday at four? Adam Schefter, according to my sources, I've got 25 quarterbacks, musical chairs. We're going to run through them really quickly. Okay, here it goes. Ryan Tannehill went to Tennessee, and he's going to go right down the line. And if they stop at W, <laughs> if they stop at one point and Jameis Winston doesn't have one of those starting jobs, guess what? You're now in the backup market. You're now the secondary market. That's when, if you're smart, um, his agent, uh who is it? Joel Siegel or whoever continues talking to Mike Greenberg, their negotiator and Jason light and says, yeah, you know what? I got a better sense of where his value is going to be. And we'll take the $18 million, you know, or we'll take the 17 or whatever it is, because your only starting job may be right here. Might be right in Tampa Bay for a short term fix. And then if you hit it, maybe they franchise you next year as they reach a long-term agreement with Shaq Barrett. That's the way he gets back here, but not if, not if, Brady says yes to the Bucks, or maybe even Bridgewater, because you know, if you're Teddy Bridgewater, you, you'd have to understand why some teams would want to talk to Brady first. Um, but I think Bridgewater is going to have a starter's market. I think he could be the guy in Carolina, or he could be the guy with the Rams, right? Or the I'm sorry, the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, you just don't know, but the, he could have a market out there as a starting quarterback. And so, like I said, the Bucks are going to have to jump on it pretty quickly if they don't think they can get Brady. So we're going to have a wild, wild Monday for sure today. Uh, and you'll have to stay on the Tampa Bay Times to check all that out. But again, beginning at 11.59.59 is the deadline for teams to name their franchise or transition players. By then, the Bucks will probably put out a release that says we franchise Shaq Barrett unless Rosenhaus or somehow they reach a, a late agreement with them. Uh, and then 
right away. It's the legal tampering period. And I don't know that there, you know, we saw deals announced with Ryan Tannehill because, you know, he's still technically uh, part of their team until Monday. So I don't know that, that Schefter or some of those guys are going to go ahead and say, oh, no, this guy's reached an agreement, this guy's reached an agreement, and it'll be announced on Wednesday at 4. I think that's how it will go. Or we may have to wait till Wednesday at 4 to actually hear them announced. Um, but I think you'll know fairly soon whether the Bucks are real players for Tom Brady and my oh my, do we? Do, if, if he does come, do we have to? Do we really? Do we rename the broadcast? The podcast is it? Is it Sports Day? Is it Sports Day Tampa Bay, or I mean, Sports or Day TV? Tom Brady, or is it Sports Day TB Twelve? TB Twelve, perhaps Sports Day. Welcome to Sports Day TB Twelve. I mean, that's what. Look, that's what it's going to be like around here. I mean, and that's the other thing. I'm telling you, the Glazers are not. They are longing to belong in this league and be relevant again. And and whether Tom Brady breaks the string of 12 seasons without the playoffs or not, I'll tell you this much, folks. They're going to be relevant. There's going to be the camera trucks are going to be down here. And when the schedule comes out, when they do it in April, guess who's going to be on Monday night football, Sunday night football, Thursday night football. Could you imagine the Bucks opening at the Raiders in prime time? Tom Brady versus John Gruden in Vegas, their new stadium opening. This guy. Mr. Tuck Rule, you know what I mean? My former team. I mean, he, it, yeah, I could see that. I could see how about the fact that they play at the New York Giants, you know, big market team, mm-hmm. right? Um, they play, oh, how about this one? Kansas City Chiefs at Tampa Bay. Think you might see that one on national TV? Yep. The go against Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl winner. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're going to, I mean, and that's the thing, right? That's where you want to be as a franchise. You want to be playing in the games where only your team is playing and everybody's watching at night. Now Michaels and Chris Collinsworth is doing the slide-in on Sunday Night Football or Monday Night Football with, I don't know, Peyton Manning uh, or whoever they're going to get to do that Michaels, apparently that deal got nicked, so he's staying. Al's deal got nicked, so he's staying. Alfalfa. Um, But they'll get somebody, you know, that'll be great. It won't be Tony Romo. Hello, friends, with Jim Nance, because he's staying at – that's CBS, but um, but it'll be somebody big, and uh, I hope my buddy Booger McFarland has a role because they haven't exactly kicked him out yet. But uh, I, you know, I those are the kind of games that make you feel like you belong in the NFL, makes the fan base excited about them, and they will pack that stadium, you know. And hey, from what I could see, the guy's arm is still good; he still knows where to throw the football. You put him with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard, get some blocking, run the ball a little bit. You know, you could win some games in this division, especially when we don't know who the quarterback is at Carolina. They got a new program. They've lost a ton, a ton of quality uh, players that have either retired or moved on somehow. You know, Atlanta hasn't been good for a number of years, and I don't know how good they're going to be next year, but, you know, really the most the most beatable, the, well, not the most beatable, but the favorite team in the division is still the New Orleans Saints with Sean Payton and, and a quarterback that's as old as Brady. You know, he's a couple years younger, but he's damn near as old as he is in his 20th season. So, you know, it it, uh, it definitely is a place where they could win. And um, and like I said, it's going to be a wild 48, what, 24, 48 hours to see who they end up with. Who do you, who do you think they end up with, Steve? You got a prediction for this? Uh, well, we know by Wednesday at 4 o'clock or shortly after 4 o'clock on Wednesday. I think you'll know if you have Brady by Wednesday at 4 o'clock. What if it's Bridgewater? In other words, what if Brady tells you no the first day and then you 
you know. Maybe. It depends on how many people are going after Bridgewater. One other team. Because because look, say. the negotiations become a game of chicken too. Well, you don't want to you don't want to negotiate against yourself, but I well, I well, but predict... what I'm saying is you, but the longer the negotiation goes on, the more chances the team have being left out in the cold without a starting quarterback that they're happy with. True, you got to get a quick sense, and then you got to go to the next guy. Right. So oh, if, you, if you're Bridgewater and you've got two, or th- if you're, but if you're Bridgewater and you got two or three teams bidding, you slow the process down. They want to speed it back up because they got to know. That's true. But you can't That's scare true. them away to where they just go to Plan B instead of you. So it's yeah. I, I, I but, think it all comes down pretty quickly. Yeah. But it may not be Wednesday at four. Might I'm be that night, be, Thursday morning. Uh, yeah, sometime Wednesday. I think we're gonna know. I think we'll know, I think we'll definitely know what Brady's doing by then. And, and maybe not which team, but whether or not the, it's a legit look. The if move Tom that Brady makes the most says, sense for Brady is to go back to Boston, but I don't think that's what he's no going question. To do. I don't think that's. I think he. I think he wants to try something different. Now, where you get hung up is if Brady says, "I want to meet with all you guys," right? Mm-hmm. But we got the coronavirus. But okay, I I need some time. I need a week. I need two weeks. I want. I want to really study the Chargers. I want to study the Bucks. Maybe there's one other team that nobody knows, and I'm not ready to sign by Wednesday. Now you got a problem because well, but, if you put all your eggs in that basket and you lose, now now maybe yeah. you don't. If your fallback is Winston, right? Maybe if you can keep kind of Jameis. Hey, Jameis, I don't. You know, you don't have a starting job, and yeah, I don't know this Brady guy is going to go for us here. We'd rather have you back than say Teddy. But, but, but if Brady is, says he wants to take a week or two, he might be out of a job. Because if no one's willing to wait, mm, mm, I, I can't imagine Belichick's going to wait unless, unless, his plan, wait. Is, I mean, is, the, unless the, plan B is to draft somebody. The Chargers could wait because the Chargers could take Brady and still draft like they Jordan could. Love. They could. You know what I mean? They they could afford – and even if, even if Brady doesn't come, you're still drafting Jordan Love and you're okay with either a, a – you know – a back, you know, like a bridge quarterback, whoever that might be, maybe even Winston or maybe mm-hmm. um, Case Keenum. You know what I mean? You could be okay with a guy sort of holding the clipboard, making, holding the seat warm until your young guy is ready to play for half a year. So, you know, there might be a team that can wait, but not many. Not many. I don't think wait. Tampa Bay is willing to wait. I, they can't. No, I think they they've, they've got to have an answer by Wednesday at four, or at least know where it's going. If the deal's not he, done, but it's agreed to, or you know, hey, we're coming your way, we still got to work out some details. Fine, but yeah, by Wednesday at four, you got to know. And the reason you got to know, in my opinion, is that you, if you put Jameis Winston in this window where he can talk to other teams, you better not count on him coming back. Under any circumstance, well, because like we said, he, he may not even want to come back under he any may circumstances. Say, yeah, he may say, "I'm done." You know, I have given my five years. They didn't want. They didn't want to franchise me. They didn't want to tender. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, put a tag, tag on me or reach an agreement with me at the price that I think I'm worth. You know what? No matter what, I'll take less money. Different situation. I want to go where I'm wanted. I don't feel wanted here. They were going after other quarterbacks. And you may he may be gone anyway. So you better move fast if Brady tells you no, or even if you get the sense. You know what I mean? Like, you, you ever ask a girl to a prom? <laughs> it's a little bit of musical chairs there, too, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, you know, um, let me get back to you. <laughs> no, I'm moving on because you're waiting for Chad over here, and I know what's going to happen. <laughs> like, I'm going to get my knees clipped. So I'm going to be the dude standing in the corner, you know, when everybody starts playing the long, long, slow dance, and I'm walking out. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you can't, you, you got to move quickly in this market because, and there are more quarterbacks. The team that I don't think will care as much will be, ironically, if Brady leaves, it'll be New England. New England, you watch, they'll sit back. They'll kind of see how the market settles. They don't have a lot of money. They like uh, Stidham okay. He's not ready to start. And they may get a Jameis Winston for dirt cheap, you know, or they may get, um, uh, who's the guy in Cincinnati, uh, the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton. Uh, Andy Dalton for, you know, pennies on the dollar, right? Uh, and, and he would be fine because this is Belichick, and he won 10 games with, you know, with lesser talent when Brady was hurt, you know, and that, that may be what they do. That's a New England type of thing to do. So It's, it's going to be, be interesting. It really is. And, and thank goodness we have something in sports. Yes, we do. And we'll have something not just today for tomorrow, but also all week long, yeah. right? I mean, we free agency, this will be going on, and there'll be other free agents too. Don't think that, you know, the Bucks are only in it for a quarterback, although that's obviously, you know, the first piece, and you got to see how much of the, of the salary cap that might eat up. But there are other players that they could be interested in as well. But they I have like 19 free agents on their roster, right? They do. So a lot of their guys are going to go on, whether that's Brashad Perriman could get a deal. Um, you know, by the 22nd, I believe it is, they have to make a decision on Cam Brate, mm-hmm. right? You could see a trade. Uh, Cam Brate is owed uh, guaranteed $4 million of a $6 million salary by the 22nd of March. Um, so there's a lot of different roster uh, settling and adjustments that, that will be made. Some restricted free agents, some exclusive rights free agents. We saw them sign Tanner Hudson to his one-year deal as an exclusive rights free agent who's a tight end who played – a little bit, show some promise. You still got Anthony Eclair. Um, you got O.J. Howard. So, yeah, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Cam. Um, there'll be a number of guys that, that they would like back that will probably move on and and some that they will get back. But all of that really starts in earnest, um, you know, with the the sign, the official legal, tamper, the legal tampering period and then the new league year starts on uh, on Wednesday at 4 o'clock. So, Lot to look forward to there. By the way, I'll just say this about the CBA real quick. Um, I wasn't surprised it was passed. It was a narrow margin, I think about 60 votes. Given the current climate of the day, right, with the coronavirus, with the economy tanking, with who knows who's going back to work anytime soon, um, I don't. I didn't think that, that the league, that the players would actually turn this down. It was much closer, but it's a simple majority. And so what that means is there will not be 17 games in 2020, the owners could elect to have it in 2021. So that means they will elect to have it. They will because they'll do the new TV contract. And between now and 2021, they're going to make a ton, a ton of money. And in fact, the player's share goes from 47 to like 48 and a half based on. It goes to 48 if they play 16 games, 48 and a half if they play 17. They play 17 and they're going to play 17 because that's now it's up to the owners. It's not their say they've given that up. So, you know, increased salaries across the board, more roster spots up to 55 with two practice squad players, more practice squad players, or increases in practice squad money, um, fewer padded practices. Uh, the testing for marijuana is different. Um, you know, they got, and then the benefits for former players, especially, has been greatly enhanced. And so they're trying to help some of the guys that, you know, that aren't doing so well now that came before them. There's a lot in this deal. I, I know the Richard Shermans and several people were really against it, um, but I just don't know. I, I don't know that if you wait and the economy, you know, the bottom drops out, 
that's not going to help the league get a TV contract a year from now. Who knows what this nation will be like then. Um, so, you know, didn't surprise me. They passed it. It really didn't. And I thought the, you know, they kind of both the union and the league sort of pressured the players a little bit here, um, to make a decision. Otherwise there was going to be a lot of poison pills in the last year of the agreement that, that, you know, hits both sides pretty hard. So, you know, that, that part of it, I think is, is good that they got it settled and, you know, well, it's 10 years of labor piece. I mean, they'll, they'll, it's 11 seasons, but it's, it's, you know, goes through, through 2030. 2030. Yep. Yeah. So this will be the last deal. I think Roger Goodell negotiates, uh, and maybe, uh, Demora Smith as well. Uh, and yet, um, you know, it's good to know you're not going to have a lockout. You're not going to have, because with the way the off season, like we mentioned earlier with this coronavirus is going, it's going to be short. It's going to be short and to the point, any kind of holdout lockout mm-hmm. strike, you know, you're, you're talking about really just piling on at well, that point. I mean, the CDC is asking for eight weeks of any gatherings of 50 more people to not happen. Uh, the NBA mm. apparently is talking about June as a best case scenario to start. Yeah. Base, baseball looks like they're looking at that too. And my guess is hockey's following right along. I mean, NBA mm-hmm. and hockey share so many venues that if, if the NBA is waiting until June, that pretty much means hockey is too at that point. Um, yeah. You know, and, and that doesn't mean June is when it's I mean, like, it, it's always been reported. That's the best case scenario at this point. We're totally in uncharted water, man. And not, you know, we know sports is not the most mm-hmm. important thing going on right now. I don't want people to think that, wow, you're kind of tone deaf talking about the NFL. Well, you know, that that is the one sport that is currently going to soldier on because it's their off season. And like I said, and they can do it all remotely. They can do it remotely. The players wanted to do it, as you pointed out. Mm-hmm. And um, there's no reason not to in their minds. And they feel like, you know what? People are used to seeing these salaries. I mean, we just saw Ryan Tannehill, you know, signed a four year deal for what? 118, $116 million. So, uh, you know, that's, that's just the way it goes. And, uh, and and I again I don't think it upsets the NFL that everybody's only going to be talking about the NFL as far as their season goes, and they'll have a captive audience for sure. So, you know that's that's what we're going to do. Now we we've got we recognize there's going to be a lot of days uh, on this podcast where we, this is an opportunity for us really um, to to dive a little deeper on some subjects, maybe talk to some people that normally would be too busy this time of year. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, some of the writers that we talk to on a regular basis, like Mark Topkin, or maybe we, I mean, we grab a Dave Wills and some of these guys, um, you know, I've got some plans for some, from people we'll interview, uh, down the road. And, and I think, I think you'll enjoy it. You can always come here to talk sports. Of course, Tom Jones and I, yeah. uh, and Steve always cut it up. We've also, you know, got, got, um, you know, Chris Torello. Uh, so we're going to have some, we know what you guys want. We know you want the escape from this, um, you know, the constant drumming of uh, of what's going on here with the virus and everything. And don't fear. Uh, and We've set this podcast up years ago with social distancing. <laughs> Trust me, true. I don't want to be with Rick every night. So. <laughs> no. And we, yeah, I mean, it's amazing how we anticipated. You know, we yeah. were better planned out than the government, you must admit. Yeah, when we did this podcast, we said, what happens if there's a pandemic? Yes. And we can't be in the same room. So we had so, to figure out how to do it in different that's, locations. That's right. We were way ahead of the U.S. government. I mean, it's not even funny. <laughs> they should put us in charge of this. Um, so, yeah, the social distancing part, which I tried to – I didn't call it that when I didn't go out with Tom Jones after the radio show, but that's what it was. Yeah, um, we all know yeah. that. Yeah, so um, you know that's that that's worked great. So 
anyway, um, lots to do as far as uh, me sitting there all day trying to figure out what's going to happen next once the free agency starts. Check out TampaBay.com. Um, read the Tampa Bay Times. It might be a little smaller. By the way, these I, next few I, weeks. I know you were working all weekend, but mm-hmm. it was weird not having any sports to turn on. Like, uh, what about WWE? No. Well, I, that's sports entertainment, but I, yeah. I mean, I, I used to watch that when I was younger. I'm, I'm not into that now, and it's, I mean, those who like it, fantastic. I, you know, I love yeah. the production they do. But you it was weird. Like for thirties, like my like sons, watch- my sons were this morning were watching. You know, the ESPN was showing like old college basketball turn NCAA or conference I tournament game that. from 2007, and my sons are watching. Like, who wins? Who's going to win? Who's going to? Yeah. Who's that? Who's you know? And I'm like, you know, it's just bizarre. It's, it's, Christian Leitner is going to hit that shot during this yeah. break. I know against Kentucky and beat them. I know um, but, he is. But it was just weird. I mean, it's just because mm-hmm. I'm so used to you know every night or you know in, in the weekends all day long. You've got whether it's football or baseball or hockey or basketball, golf. I mean, you name the sport, it's on, mm-hmm. and it's like there's nothing. It's 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 eerie. Mm-hmm. Just have to spend time with my wife. <laughs> well, you sent me that funny I've seen this but from several people what was it the, the guy says uh, there's this woman sitting on my couch right yeah hold on let me pull it up here let me find it because it was worded perfectly mm-hmm. so I want to get it right day two without sports found a lady sitting on my couch apparently she's my wife she seems nice <laughs> she seems nice yeah there's a lot of that going on by the way um, before we go and I thought we were going but we won't what the hell we got all night um did you see where uh, Dickie V's weighing in too on uh, on Tom Brady? It'd be awesome, yeah, a, baby. Oh, awesome with a the capital A. Yeah. So this guy from from uh, Boston got all upset because he said he 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 was hoping that Brady would come here, and uh, and he had to write him back, and he he was like, Kevin, I wish you were writing about the Friars, but yeah, I love Boston area, man. I'm so tired of buying season tickets for my Buccaneers and seeing them sitting at home during the NFL playoffs. We need to go, Tom Brady, baby. And if the Patriots and Belichick wanted him, he would have signed already. It was just going on and on. I was like, Dickie, easy, man. No. You're going to get your heart broken. Yeah, well, he's not heartbroken tonight because Rick Patino's got a job. Oh, Rick Patino. Hey, I think he's going to do a great job with the Friars. He's back with the Catholic school. Hey, how about Rick Patino, okay, against Kentucky, baby, John Calipari. He's going on and on. It's like, yeah, it'd be great. And Mad- Madison Square Garden, all that stuff. He was fired up. But really, Rick Patino, really? What does it take to not get a college job in this country? I mean, I know he's a hell of a coach. Don't get me oh, wrong. Oh, he spent the last two years in Greece or something like that. Yeah, he's a hell of a coach. But, yeah, I mean, at what point? Oh, my goodness. At what point? I mean, and, and you know, there are some that defend him but tr- trash all the other coaches that have done similar type things. I mean, you know, Art Bryle shouldn't coach again in college. Right. And he won't. But how does Rick mm-hmm. Pitino get a job again after that many violations, that many a, discretions, that many paying players, allegations of prostitutes? I mean, just you know, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get that. And I know Dickie V loves Rick Pitino, and, and mm-hmm. he's one of the greatest coaches we've seen in many, he's many years. On. But yeah. he doesn't, he shouldn't be coaching. That's what he was saying. How about the Dickie V Classic or the no Jimmy V Classic, not Dickie no. V Classic? Anyway, yeah, but Pitino's back. It's it's gonna be uh, you know it's gonna be hit and miss with some of these sports and stuff. But man, I'm glad we got the NFL. And like I said, you'll enjoy this podcast. Thanks for listening to us. We're here each and every Monday through Friday. We vow to do that as well. 
Um, and uh, like I said, bring you some maybe some more in-depth interviews and things that uh, you will really enjoy and just have fun. And tell us what you want. Tell us what you'd like us to talk about. There's a million different directions we can go. Um, just because the games aren't being played, there's still still plenty of uh, passion for the sports and the people that are in it. Um, so you can do that. You can um, you know reach us on Twitter at SportsDayTB. does not stand for Tom Brady yet. You can uh, yeah. hit me up on Twitter at uh, NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 